Hi everyone, I'm Vanna Stratum from Gnosko Ministries. Thank you for inviting us into your home and into your life. And we really pray that our regular visits will fill your spirit with revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ. The word must be fully understood and opened through the Holy Spirit when we read it. And we must know that Christ is the answer to all our needs and all our problems. May this teaching help you to fall in love with our Lord Jesus Christ. Also, if I can ask if you can hit the subscribe button, the like button, and also the bell icon to be notified every time we upload a video. By simply doing this, you're not just helping us sharing this message, but you're actively helping us by your interaction to share this message to so many people as it become more visible because of what you've done. So thank you for helping us also with that. So now join me as we go deeper into the Word of God. Thank you. Good morning, or well, it's morning for us and for other people that's joining. Thank you for joining. Um, and I hope that um, this would be a good session for you as well. Today we're going to talk about relationships. And um, Father is um, bringing restoration to relationships, romantic relationships and family. And we're going to talk about romantic relationships today because that is the beginning of family relationships. So um, we're going to stick to the topic of romantic relationships for this session. Now we changed that relationship into something that was um, suitable for us, that we were comfortable with. And, and it's not recognizable anymore. And um, in the last few years, Father is bringing restoration to his original plan. Um, I started a while back with very serious questions about relationships. I had teenagers and I saw the aftermath of what relationships can cause. And um, I had many questions. And in, in, in the same time frame um, in our town, we had a few teenage suicides shortly after each other. And that brought up a lot of brokenness. Um, the brokenness wasn't as much just in that time. It's been from long ago and it's still ongoing. It was just brought to my attention um, in this time frame that I was asking these questions and these suicides took place. Um, and, and that made me realize that my children wasn't the only ones going through really serious aftermath because of relationships. And it was in asking questions in this time that Father came and showed me his plan. I battled through that plan because it was not the norm. In fact, it was quite the opposite of um, what the world portrayed as being normal. I had no reference at that point, um, only what I was shown. And when I spoke to people, I either got cut off or rejected. And, and the reasons that they pointed out, um, as I listened to when they talk about why they think uh, that's absurd, it made sense, but in my gut, I knew it wasn't true because I could not deny what I saw. I knew that what I saw 
was the original plan of God. It was what he intended for the future. And as time passed, um, I was fortunate to run into people that had the same vision, that um, was walking this out. And it's not that it started then. For them, it started a while ago, but at least I could see and I could see where that fit exactly into what God has shown me. I still get rejection, but I feel that this is worth sharing. If you want to do this God's way and you want to grow deeper in a relationship with God, this is worth sharing. The pattern was laid down and God is reinstalling that pattern. In, and in this um, session, um, I'm laying a foundation um, and it's going to build one on top of the other so that what God showed me is going to make more sense. Better than me jumping in and trying to explain along the way. For parents, I want to say, if you've already made your choice and um, you can't go back, don't feel that you've been left out. This is very important for us that's been through um, the process of helping um, people that want to step into relationships, our own children that's going to step into relationships, to help them to understand it and to do it the right way. To encourage them to, to love the people around them. To start from a very young age with your children trying to let them understand that they have to place other people first. Love your brother and your sister first. Love your parents first. Um, it's a sacrifice putting yourself second every single time, but there is a purpose for that. And if you can do that from a very young age, you're not going to have rebellious teenagers when you all of a sudden tell them that this is... This what you know about relationships is not the norm. And I want you to do it differently. We're obviously going to sit down with them and we're going to try and explain it to them. But take it from me. Trying to change a teenager's mind that really wants to be in a relationship is a hard thing. Uh, they don't take it <laughs> um, just for what you say it is. Especially if the world is screaming something differently in their face. Um, but I want to encourage parents, anybody um, that is going to deal with people that want to step in a relationship that's really seeking God, to, to seek Him in this. So let's get our heads out of the clouds and go back to the basics. So what was the idea behind relationship and love? Just before we start, I just want to read this dear heart please stop getting involved in everything do your job which is just pumping blood so you see if your heart is pumping the blood your brain is going to get the oxygen that you need to make sound decisions to pick wisely because once our hearts are running away with a thing it's hard for our minds to catch up that was actually just a side note there. It's not part of the teaching, 
So what was the purpose of the relationship? So God created man to have someone that would love him back out of their own free will. You see, God had the angels. They adored him. They praised him. They worshipped him. They obeyed him. And he could have just left it at that. But that's not what he wanted. He wanted someone that would love him back because they wanted to. Because it was their choice to do so. And God made it easy for us. He loved us first so that out of that love we can choose to love him back. And we're going to read in 1 John 4 verse 7 and 8 and also verse 16. And it says there, dear friends, we should love each other because love comes from God. Everyone who love has, has become God's child. Some translations say is birthed by God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And verse 16, and we're going to come back to the number 16 later on, says that, And so we know the love God has for us and we trust that love. So there's two clues given to us that we're going to look into. The first one being, it must be our own choice. And that we read in Genesis. And I just want to remind you that this is the foundation. A lot of the scripture that we're going to go through is things that we already know. But it's to lay the foundation for what is to come. So in Genesis 2 verse 16 and 17, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now you may think, okay, the choice that we had to make was obeying God or not obeying God, but it's actually not what it is about, because that has got nothing to do with the relationship that I'm choosing. I guess in a, in a certain matter it does, but it's, it's not choosing whether you want God or not. I didn't know this information. And when I spoke to a lot of believers, I realized that a lot of them also did not know this information. So I'm going to ask the question, how many trees was in the garden when God said, how many trees was he speaking of when he said not to eat from this tree? That we find in Genesis 2 verse 9 and it says, And out of the ground made the Lord God grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life, also the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, so there were two, two trees. I did not know that. I always thought there was only one tree, the tree that we were not supposed to eat from. But the two trees represent God and the enemy. It is said to be life and death. Although it's called the tree of life and the tree of knowledge, we know that God said, if you eat from that tree, you'll surely die. And that we'll find in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 and 20. And I know there's a lot of other scriptures that points to the same thing, but we're going to stick to these two scriptures. So verse 19 says that this day I will call the heavens and the earth as witness against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life 
so that you and your children may live. See, that was what God was doing. He was placing in front of us life and death. And he said, please do not choose death because I want life for you and your children. And verse 20 says, why? It says, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And the land that they're talking about there is not the piece of soil. It's spiritual um, talk, but we're not going to go into that. Um, it's just to say that there is proof that we've been placed before decision to choose life or death, to choose God or the enemy. This has to be my own choice. And we're quickly going to look at when it's not my choice. When I choose it because of I'm, I'm following the recommendation that was made to me. And recommendations is not necessarily bad. You can look into a recommendation, but it still has to be your own choice whether you want to do this or not. Because you were manipulated into it, because, because you were forced into it, or because others say or do so. Those are not out of your own. Those are because of whatever other reasons there is. It must be something that comes from your own desire, something that you really want to do. The second thing is love first. Now you might ask, okay, so how do I love God first if He already loved me first? And it's not about loving God first. It's about, we're doing relationships here. So it's about loving the other person first in my relationship. And um, yet again, a few examples of when it's not um, loving first. When am I in a relationship and I'm not loving first? So if I'm in a relationship because of what I can get out of it, I'm not doing it because I'm loving first. Because I want it, definitely not because I'm, I'm loving first. And because I don't want to be alone, no, not loving first. So how do we know that God loved us first? We know that in John it said that God is love and it's because of that love. But in Genesis, when he made the first people, how did we know that God loved us first? And it's good to ask questions because when we ask questions, God can drop the answers in our spirit. But we're going to look into that question and let's go back to the beginning. So he made everything good. And we know this from the creation story where after he made something, he looked at it and he says, it is good. So we know that he made everything good before he placed man on the earth. So someone once explained it like this. And they said, God made a sandpit. And in the sandpit, he placed everything a child's heart could desire. He made everything perfect. He made sure that it worked um, correctly and was placed in the right position. And after everything was done perfectly, it was a masterpiece that he created. He placed man in it. And he did not just place man in it, in this masterpiece that he created. He gave it to man. 
And on top of that, he gave man power and position. So how do we know this? We, got, we read about that in 1 Genesis 26 to 28. And it said, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image and likeness, and let them rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the tame animals, over all the earth, and over all the small crawling animals on the earth. Sorry. So God created human beings in his image. In the image of God, he created them. He created them male and female. God blessed them and said, Have many children and grow in number. Fill the earth and be its master. Rule over the fish in the sea and over the birds in the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, so in that piece we see that God gave it to us. When he said be its master, he gave us position. And when he said rule over it, he gave us power. So that means that he trusted us with his masterpiece. That's another thing he gave us as proof of his love, as his trust that you can have this and you can rule this any which way you want. And while we were in the sandpit ruling it and mastering the sandpit, he cared for us. He cared for us because we did not lack anything. There was nothing that we needed. He also didn't just leave Adam and Eve in their own company. He accompanied them, um, the Bible says, in the cool of the day. And the reason for that is because he said, I'm giving you the sandpit to rule and um, to master any which way you please. But I am here as an advisor, should you need me. Because he wanted them to engage with him what they were doing in their day. This is what I've done in my sample today. I struggled with this. I don't know how it works. Or is there maybe a better way to handle this situation? Kind of thing. And um, by talking to God, they get to know him better. And by knowing him better, they get to love him better. He gave us everything. He gave us all of that as proof of his love. And the hope that by that, we would choose him back. We would choose to love him. We all know it didn't happen that way. And we stepped into sin. But it's still... He was still gracious to us. He didn't write us off. He didn't go, oh my word, what did they do? They messed up the plan. They completely missing it. Just wipe them all off the planet or out the sand, but there we go, we'll start over. No, he gave us another chance. And then again, we chose the enemy. Till eventually he told Noah to build, to build an ark. And with building the ark wasn't so that he can ruin all of the sinful people. Building the ark was the idea of saving all these people. Um, and he was patient. And he waited. And he hoped that all of us would change our mind so that we can be saved. God said to Methuselah's father that when Methuselah dies... This is when I'm going to reckon with sin. And now we know that Methuselah was the longest living person. He was 969 years old. And no, it wasn't shortened years or shortened days or any like that. So for 969 years, almost a thousand years, God was patient 
with us. He hoped that maybe he'll change his mind and maybe he'll save more of us. The day Methuselah died was the day it started raining. The Bible says that God prolonged Methuselah's life. And I'm guessing for this reason, so that we will have more time to change our minds. That is how much he loved us. Then, generation after generation, time after time, we chose the enemy. So eventually, Jesus came himself because he realized we're not getting it. We're not understanding um, God's love for us and how much he loves us. And he came in person to come show us how much God loved us. He gave everything and he didn't hold anything back. And if we have to look at what did he give? What did he do when he set foot on earth? He didn't pick friends over a sinner. He would much rather save a sinner than have a friend. He didn't have riches because we know he came as a humble person. He didn't do it for honor because we know he wasn't um, given a post position or some authority in the Bible. So he didn't do it for honor. Like my good friend Werner Stradom um, said that he went through shame and humiliation. And we have to understand this. The Creator allowed the creation to mock him, to shame him, to put him through that humiliation, to show us this is how much Father loves us. And through all of that, he always uplifted. He uplifted the poor, the sick, the outcast, even the sinner, so that they could grow closer to his love, so that they could understand something of his love. He gave without wanting anything back in return, but for us to love him. He gave Adam and Eve to each other so that they could practice what they received from him. But they must, so Jesus had to come in a physical example to come and explain to us how we should treat each other. What was the plan with relationships? And he fought for our love. If we have to look at what he gave up so that we could understand his love, is that he gave up his kingdom where he, to be with us on earth. He ruled. He was a king. He gave it up to be with us on earth. He gave up his power and his authority because we mocked him. We degraded him. And if you were given authority and someone would dishonor you, you would, put, you would use your authority to put that person in place. But he didn't do that. He didn't use any of his authority. So he gave it up. He became a simple carpenter's son. He was a king in heaven. He had all the angels serving him. And he came to earth to serve us. He left all of that behind to serve us. All of that to help us understand how much Father loved us. To build this love so that we can get closer to what Father had in store for us. He taught us how to live this life. What was the purpose of this life? He showed us to be humble in our love 
So when we love, what is that supposed to look like? We do not understand that love. We don't know that kind of love because that's not what the world is showing us. The world is not showing us humble love. The world is not showing us that we should place other people first in our love. He healed us. He healed us so that we can serve love from a place of wholeness and not because we are broken. And finally, he paid with his life to prove his love for us. He explained 1 Corinthians 13 in real life for us. He walked out 1 Corinthians 13 for us so that we can see what it looked like. He taught us that love starts with a prayer for a partner, for their spiritual growth and well-being before I enter it. I'm going to read this again. He taught us that love starts with prayer for the other person's spiritual health and growth before I can enter it. I'm going to read a quotation. I can't remember the guy who wrote this, but I'm going to read it for you. It says, the life of a Christ follower is, at its core, a life of love. God's love for us, our love for Him and others and ourselves because of God's love for us. It's a circle. It starts with God's love. It ends with God's love. So this is God's divine love for us. It is reliable. It is trustworthy. It's unconditional. It's other-centered. It's majestic. It's forgiving. It's redemptive. It's patient. It's kind. And it's more precious than anything we can receive or give. The Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit love one another with this kind of love, which is now extended to me. And I'm going to end this session with a prayer that Jesus prayed for us. You can read the whole of John 17, it's a, a good idea if you, you just read through all of that. I'm only going to read a, cert, uh, a few verses from there, a few selected verses from there. And this is Jesus talking to his Father about us. And he says there, we're starting from verse 6, I showed what you are like to those you gave me from the world. They belong to you, and you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your teaching. Verse 9, I'm praying for them. I'm not praying for the people in the world, but for those you gave me, because they are yours. Second part of verse 11, Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name. The name you gave me so that they will be one, just as you and I are one. They will be one, meaning us. And since we're talking about relationships, meaning the partner that I'm choosing in this relationship, that we will be one, just as you and the Trinity are one. Verse 12, while I was with them, I kept them safe by the power of, them, of your name the name you gave me. I protected them, and only one of them, 
the one worthy of destruction was lost so that the scriptures would come true. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Verse 17. Make them ready for your service through your truth. Your teaching is the truth. 19. For their sake, I am making myself ready to serve so that they can be ready for their service of truth. 24. Father, I want these people that you gave me to be with me where I am. I want them to see my glory, which you gave me because you loved me before the world was made. 26. I showed them what you are like, and I will show them again. And then they will have the same love that you have for me, and I will live in them. So he's preparing himself to go to the cross, to finally show them what the Father is doing for them. The love that Father has for them. That same love that Father had for Jesus that He is loving us with. So that we can understand that love and so that we can love back from that peace, from that love. And then, obviously, we get next on top of that. We get Jesus. This is a very important prayer, which will become much clearer later on in sessions. Um, and I'm going to summarize this session by saying that God intended us to be Jesus' brother right from the start. And that was his intention. And this makes relationships something permanent. It's not a loan that I take out and I can exchange when I'm not happy with my pick. God gave Adam one wife. He made him Eve. He didn't make a few extras just in case... Adam didn't like that one. It was permanent from the start. And we need to understand and see God's wisdom in that. If, if you are really thinking about going into relationships, you need to see God in that. And you need to understand that. There's four major things that we should consider when we are thinking about relationships and whether we should enter one. First, we need to pray for the other person that that person is spiritually healthy and growing. Also pray and make sure that is the same for me. Jesus said in Matthew 5 verse 43 to 46 that we should pray for our enemies. And if we are to pray for our enemies, how much more should we be praying for our loved ones? Especially if that loved one is going to be my permanent love. The second thing is to be patient. While you're waiting for this to happen, be patient. God, never, God was never in a hurry when he was doing things. And Jesus never ran to get anywhere. He was never late. He was never too early. His timing is perfect. And while you're being patient, learn to walk in love. I've said it in my um, marriage um, seminars that how do we practice to love? We practice 
by loving the people around us first. The people that God has placed in my life, the people in my congregation, the family in my immediate household, my friends, my co-workers, anybody that I could come in contact with, even the stranger I met in the street. I should practice to love that person first. And when I don't get easily provoked anymore, then I know I'm on my way. And oh boy, do we get provoked easily. If someone cut the line or just cut me off while I'm driving, I'm provoked. When someone backstabs me, I'm provoked. When someone spread lies about me, I'm provoked. I get provoked about silly things like not being recognized for the work that I do. So that's something that we need to work on when we want to love someone first. And we're always going to struggle with putting people first because our nature is putting ourselves first. But the point that I'm making is that we have to strive. It must be our heart's desire to put other people first and to try and do what's best for other people before I think of my own needs. And number four is to overcome my insecurities so that I can serve from a place of wholeness and not out of lack. Relationships here on earth was intended for us to practice loving our partners the way Jesus showed us because one day we're going to have to love him as our bridegroom. And if we don't practice that, how are we going to do that when we the bride one day? To love from a place of wholeness. Otherwise, I will never be able to love. And what I'm going to serve is I'm going to serve neediness and I'm going to serve love from a place of self-serving. When I can wait for my partner to be spiritually growing and to be spiritually healthy, before I enter his life, I'm ready. I'm ready to step into his life if I'm willing to wait. And that's a very important uh, part of the process because when it comes to relationships, we tend to want it when we want it. And not when my partner is spiritually ready. Or most of the time, not even when I am spiritually ready to receive my partner. Because I must love my partner first. And if I'm not spiritually ready, how am I going to do that? So that is, in a nutshell, the basis of relationships and we're going to build on that in the next sessions to come. So our next session we're going to talk about wholeness and why we feel we have to be in a relationship. I must just end in prayer for us and I pray Father that you would take this word and for those that's really seeking you, that's really waiting on you to tell them who their partners is and whether they should be in a relationship or not. Father, let their hearts be open so that you can show them Holy Spirit where they still maybe need to work before they can receive a partner, what it is that they need to get in place before they can get a partner. Maybe you need to show them that they need to pray so that their partner can be at a place for them to receive them. Father, you had a plan. And 
That plan never changed, even though we changed the plan. Father, help us to understand your plan. And when it is something that I'm not comfortable with, if it's something that I'm not used to, if it's something that I can't get my mind around, Father, that I will take it to you and that I would ask you to show me the truth. Don't let them just take my word for it, Father. Show them if they really, really badly want to do it the way you intended to be. Show them, Father, what you want them to see. Please be with them. Please let my words be your words and not my own opinions. Let the seed that you plant grow further. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe to our channel and make sure to click the bell notification button to get any notifications when we upload a new video. Stay blessed.